entering the Nerd Knighted Nations podcast. Ah! Now, here's your ambassadors, Melissa Nicholson <laughs> and Jared Boots. And welcome to episode 10 of Nerd Nation's podcast. Holy crap. Double digits. Didn't think we'd get there, but we did. <laughs> Still feels like we just did episode two. I'm your ambassador representing the Great White North, Melissa Nicholson. And I'd like to welcome my co-ambassador representing the Midwest United States, who I could not do this podcast without because if I did it on my own, it would be a disaster. Jared Boots. Jared, how's it going, eh? Oh, it's going. How are you now? <laughs> Good, and you? <laughs> oh, that's bad. Oh, the, the air's a little thin up here, double digits now. All right. So it feels like episode two, but we still sound like amateurs, like we're on episode two. <laughs> eh. Growing up is overrated. <laughs> yeah. Who can progress when you just stay the course? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, what you've been reading lately? I haven't been reading anything because my life is so busy. My life is still busy right now. All the, all my busy summer schedule segued right into my haunted house schedule. So, <laughs> but right now I'm just trying to keep up with Halloween and I'm trying to keep up with the Scarathon. Mm. Uh, we're watching a bunch of scary movies. Uh, what have you been reading or watching? Well, I haven't been reading anything either. <laughs> I did read. What did I read last? Um, Words are hard. I know. <laughs> um, I think I just just started to read, and then I kind of went away from it for a little bit. Was the um. Uh, Gotham by Gaslight. Started to read that one a little bit. Um, but other than that, I really haven't well, started. That's a, that's a that's a pretty quick read. Yeah, it's not too long. So, um, as for watching, um, I just finished season two of a show called Mindhunter that I've recently gotten into. Um, it's about these two. Um, FBI agents who they create this behavioral science unit and they're basically studying serial killers. And there's the reason why they're studying them is to figure out basically how to get ahead of them before they actually do what they do and figure them out. And they're, and so they talk to several different um, serial killers and everything. And it's really, really good show. Um, other than that, Nothing. Real exciting. <laughs> yeah. You have to let me know what you think of Gotham by Gaslight, at least. It's it's not my favorite Batman story, but it's still a good one. It's still considered like a, a classic, especially a classic uh, Elseworlds story. Yeah. Well, it sounds pretty interesting, so I'm excited to to dive a little bit more into it. So. But... Speaking of killers, and since we're in the spooky season, 
I did recently watch uh, well, at least for me, a well-anticipated movie co- about the banana splits. <laughs> and uh, if you've been following this, it was it's based off the 1969 live action. Well. Uh, Loosely based off the 1969 show from Hanna-Barbera where he had these four costume characters introducing these random haggard uh, like discount Hanna-Barbera cartoons <laughs> with uh, these live action segments in between. Uh, four, uh, you got a, an ape named Bingo, you got a lion named Drooper, an elephant named Snorky, and the leader is a beagle named Fleagle. It's, it was a group that was inspired by the monkeys and similar stuff like that. Well, uh, about, a, was it about a year ago, six months a year ago, it was announced that um, Sci-Fi was making a, a horror movie based off of these. And I, it finally got released, and I saw the trailer for it. It looked corny as hell. And uh, I used to watch the banana splits on Boomerang down here in the States, and like, I used to love the li- I watch it for the live action segments, not for the cartoons. And uh, that's what written. I saw the trailer. Like, oh yeah, I'm gonna really, I'm gonna give this a check. If you, if my our fans know me, I, they know I love a good cheesy slasher horror film. And boy, howdy! And some levels of this movie not disappoint when it came to that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I see this movie get a lot of bad reviews on like real fans from movies and YouTube channels and. Is this yes? Got to keep in mind this is the same network that brought us like nine thousand Sharknado movies. I don't know what kind of Oscar level quality they were going for when they thought of this film. And this movie is pure cheese factor, and I love it. I I will admit though, the human characters, a lot of them, the acting is god awful. (laughs) Like, Like. you got your you got your stereotypical trope people in here. Like a lot of the kid actors are pretty good in this, mm. but uh, mostly I watch. It. And then one of the things they changed this is loosely based off the show from the sixties. And uh, one major change instead of making the banana splits live action characters in costume, they made them animatronics. And uh, brief synopsis of the show or the movie is. This little, co- little kid um, loves the banana splits. This is his favorite show of all time. And in this movie, the the show's been on for 50 years. So it's 2018, 2019, this movie. Banana splits have been on since 1969. Still, it's still a popular show for this network. So this uh, family goes to see the banana splits, a live recording for the kid's birthday. And uh, right before they go to that taping, producer informs the cast of the show that the show has been that he is canceling the show after that that day's taping and something happens with the uh animatronics programming they start going haywire and once the show is done they start killing people and it is i i know i love good cheesy horror movie let's be honest yeah the acting is terrible some of the graphics, it's sci-fi for crying out loud. So if you've seen the sci-fi movies, you know they're computer CGIM. The special effects are not top of the line. Um, but 
the animatronic kills are really good in this movie, and that's what you watch for. You don't want you don't watch a lot of the later Jason and Freddy films for the freaking character development, do you? And the, and the supporting characters, you won't know. You watch, you show up to watch Jason, Michael, Freddy just start eliminating people left and right, and that's really what I really enjoyed about this film. And it'll be a little spoiler. There's a scene where uh, they add a human character to the banana splits, and this guy's drunk during the whole taping of this movie. He finds out the show's being canceled and he's just like rubbing the animatronics, his face. And the, the animatronics are pretty interactable with people. And, uh, Drooper, the lion actually kills him by shoving a lollipop down his throat. <laughs> it's actually pretty awesome. <laughs> I did get a kick out of that. A lot of the kills you see with the animatronics, the animatronics do are pretty badass. And what I see, I, what a lot of reviews I see, people talk about this movie, that I see people call it a Five Nights at Freddy's ripoff, mm. which in a way I can see it because it's dealing with animatronics or killing people. But at the same time, people got to realize, I don't know if they know this or not, but the banana splits have been around since the 60s, while Five Nights at Freddy's came into premonition, what, 2014-ish around that time, 2014, 2015? Around there, yeah. But... Since we are getting we are getting a Five Nights at Freddy's movie here in the next year or two from Blumhouse, so the way I look at it, this could in a way do a lot of favors to that movie and lay the groundwork what we could expect. They could learn they definitely learn from the mistakes this movie has made. But uh but like we talked a few episodes back about just turning your mind off and enjoying a movie, this is definitely one you need to turn your brain off and just sit back and enjoy it because you're you, it's not gonna it's no gone with the wind it's not gonna win the oscar for best picture by any means it's not even gonna win the it's not even gonna win the oscar for best uh visual effects but uh <laughs> if you love it it's, it's the halloween season so if you love a good cheesy slasher movie it's it's very much in the the sum up from Melissa put on the level she can appreciate it. it's much like how child's play was the child's play remake was uh it's very cheesy and but if you enjoy that kind of stuff you'll love it i'll probably take some stones for that online about loving this movie but i wasn't expecting top of the line going in yeah i don't know if it'd be one i own but i don't want it just to watch the the animatronics kill people <laughs> it, but <laughs> say a lot of the actors were not very good in this and there's a lot of the, the there's like it's got those characters like you can tell by like their shitty attitudes like oh this guy's done for. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just kind of like you're describing it. it, just yeah, like child's play and all that. But like it's reminded me of like, um, you know, like the really old school Godzilla movies. Like how cheesy those movies are. Like the acting is awful, and just like they're trying to do special effects and stuff and. It's just god-awful, but it's so much fun to watch. So, like, this movie sounds way up my alley. Have a couple beers and watch watch a bunch of animatronics kill people. <laughs> that sounds like a great time. <laughs> and when the animatronics actually start talking again, like, the robot animatronics, they do talk. Except for Snorky. That's the one characteristic Snorky had, too, is Snorky is trunk heel. He'll make honking noises, but he won't talk. Mm. Well, when the animatronics start going rogue and start talking, it's actually pretty creepy, too. Yeah. 
<laughs> I bet. <laughs> I'll definitely have to uh, have to check that out. <laughs> yeah, let's say it's. I, I'm, not, I'm not promising you an Oscar quality movie, but I do give it a. I, it's worth a watch. Like, yeah. is it worth one watch? Then again, I told Melissa that Ghostbusters 2016 was worth one watch, and look where we are now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think I'll be watching a Banana Splits movie over and over again, but well, let's not compare well, it to the Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't I haven't found it in a physical format, but I rented it on iTunes for like six bucks. And okay. It was, it was a little overpriced, but <laughs> it was it was for the nostalgia effect of the banana splits alone. It was pretty entertaining. It was a somewhat original concept, and I know we'll be getting it again with the Five Nights at Freddy's movies, but that's a whole different that's a whole different lore and approach. Mm-hmm. Melissa, speaking of cheesy slasher films, and it is the Halloween season, what are we talking about tonight? <laughs> talking about Ice Nine Kills, a American metalcore band from Boston. And they're best known for their horror-inspired lyrics. So, like, they obviously they love their horror movies, and especially the classic horror movies like your you know nightmare on elm street halloween friday the 13th um because they've taken from that and they've created songs like really awesome songs from it and um yeah it's been been kind of cool to um to listen to them and and especially when i was like first introduced um guessing which movie they were like singing about some of them were obvious and then some of them, not so much. And it was cool to, it was kind of fun to figure it out. So, yeah. Well, before we go too much deeper, how about we tell them the name of the album? Uh, it's actually a concept album called uh, Silver Screams. Yeah. When did the when did this when did this album first come on your radar? Uh, it was maybe a couple years ago now, or. No, not here. Uh, not too long ago. Uh, my friend Jenny introduced me to it. She thought of me immediately when she heard it for the first time herself. And she's like, you got to listen to this. You would love it. And so I looked it up and I took a listen to it. And I'll admit, I wasn't, Im- like, I didn't immediately, like, fall in love with it. But I took a listen to it, you know, I listened to it a few times and I really... Eventually, I, I loved the album. I thought it was pretty cool, pretty good. So yeah, that's when it, it first came because I had no idea about it until it was introduced to me. So yeah, I thought it was um, certainly different from um, stuff I had been listening to. So it was kind of a interesting change. What about- well, this album came on my radar about early 2018 like maybe winter early spring of 2018 a buddy of mine gave me a copy of the dude you gotta listen to this every song's inspired by a horror film and showed me the track list and everything i really dug it whenever he was here in the metal i don't know if at that point i heard of einstein kills i probably just heard the name in passing at that point but i wouldn't be able to name a song at that point beforehand but it's quickly became an album where i listen to it all the time now it's either on my iPod or I got it playing in my car. I love it. Yeah. It's a great album. 
I'm Same. like you just trying to trying to if my buddy didn't already tell me what <laughs> songs were inspired by what movies and I it's fun trying to figure them out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely and now yeah, one of those albums I just like yeah, I listen to almost every day. And it's like in my Spotify playlist. Like they're you know, I always kind of start the morning with that song with the, some of their songs because it's just like <laughs> gets you energized for the day. But uh, yeah, even today I was listening to it. I listened to the whole album and it's just, they're really like, I have my favorite songs from it, but there really isn't a song on there that I don't like. Cause sometimes, you know, with an album, there's a couple songs that are like, eh, you kind of, you know, when you get to them, you kind of, you just skip over them and go to the next one. But this one you can like listen to all the way through and it's just awesome. Really, yeah, really. I really, I really only have one track I really skip, and that's the last one, um, the Pennywise inspired one. It's really a real track I skip over. Yeah. So should we run down the uh, tracks and which film they are inspired by? Yeah. Let's do it. Who wants to start? Uh, Don't everybody run. So if you want. <laughs> So you want to you want to go ahead and name the title, and I'll name the the horror movie it's inspired by. Well, I believe this is track the first track from the album, uh, the American Nightmare, which is of course inspired by the Wes Craven classic Nightmare on Elm Street series. And actually, interesting fact, um, because like there's there's they have those like screaming moments, I call them, in this in some of their songs, especially in this one. And I read, I watched the video for um, the song today, and I was they have the lyrics posted underneath, and in one of the where's one of the lyrics? What the hell is it? I wrote it down. Eh, can't remember. Oh yeah, then I was reading the the lyrics because now I know what they're saying, <laughs> and <laughs> one, of the, one of the lyrics is "Craven, my revenge from the shallow grave." And how they spelled Craven was the same as the director's last name. So I thought that was kind of cool. Oh, uh, that's a nice shout out. Yeah. Rest in peace, Wes. We miss you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I thought that was cool. All right, second track from the album, Thank God It's Friday. I have no idea what this one's inspired by. Something about a camp. Hmm. There's never been a single. I think there's only been one camp horror movie, but I'm gonna take a guess and take a shot in the dark and say Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> uh, no, Halloween. <laughs> oh, you're close. <laughs> nice try. I know. I, I can't. I can't fool you at all. <laughs> nope. Gotta wake just... up pretty early. <laughs> I. I this is one of the first tracks I did love too, but yeah. uh, I do love the crazy Ralph in there. With, You're all doomed halfway through the song. Yeah. Same with uh, the Mrs. Voorhees uh, and the drop beat too. Even though they changed the, even though they changed her dialogue from uh, making love to having filthy sex, it, it, it works for the song. It does. I think and it does. Uh, they're, they're screaming. Your screaming works well for the yeah. Such a good song. I like the video for it too. It's pretty cool. Uh, okay, 
Let's see if I can stump you on this one. Stabbing in the Dark. My favorite track on the album. <laughs> There's a, one of my favorite horror franchises, Halloween. There you go. <laughs> yeah, this one, yeah, I like that one too. Basically, the first, like, three tracks is, like, my everyday songs I listen to. They're just so good. All right. Savages. I have a feeling we just talked about this movie quite a bit <laughs> on a previous <laughs> episode with our buddy Jason. Savages, of course, is a tribute to it's uh, inspired by the Texas Chainsaw Massacre film. Particularly, I'm guessing the original OG from '74. Yeah. And I'll drop a bombshell after this. I have a bombshell. Not really much of one, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> Uh, the jig is up. Jig is up is of course jigsaw or the jigsaw saw franchise. Uh, technically, I'm not wrong with saying because jigsaw was the last film to come out in that franchise. <laughs> uh, before we before the we get the Chris Rock reboot next year. Thanks. Yeah, it's it's off the saw franchise. All right, oh, you're on a roll here. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's like I study them or something. Maybe. Or you listen to them all the time. I don't know. <laughs> Rocking <Could> the <laughs> Uh You skipped over one. Did I? Oh, sorry. A grave mistake. Yeah. Grave mistake. This is the first track, and I think it's a little out of place on the album. That's, of course, based off The Crow. Because the reason why I say it's out of place, don't get me wrong, I love The Crow. It's one of my favorite comic book movies of all time. Um, I watch it every October 30th because it's Devil's Night. But uh, I think it's out of place because I don't really see The Crow as a horror movie. Mm. And there's a, I'll, I'll bring up another movie. I'll bring up another track here soon that I think is kind of out of place too. So, and I say both of these songs I think are out of place. They're both badass songs. Don't get me wrong. But I just feel I just don't consider The Crow to be a horror movie. Yeah. So I'm, right. I'm, I'm a little curious as to what inspired that one. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe did they just uh, run out of horror movies and we're like, oh, let's just slide that one in there and see if anybody yeah. knows. <laughs> let's, leave, let's leave Leprechaun and Chucky off the album to sing about the crow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would love to Everybody. hear what they would do with like Chucky movies. That'd be cool. Yeah, that would be cool. Or, or Leprechaun. Yeah. Or they, they left Hellraiser off there, too. Yeah, that too. If they're listening, they should be taking notes. <laughs> yeah, get your pen and paper out. To, to, don't be pissed off at Disney's not letting you play in Orlando. <laughs> I'm, not a fan of this, I'm not a fan of this franchise, but Jeepers Creepers work. Or uh, Scream. Yeah. Like, I don't want to make this three-hour long episode. I can say her name off horror movies all day. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, to reiterate, I love The Crow. I got a James O'Barr signed comic book upstairs right now. <laughs> but I love The Crow. But I just think it's this and another track to be named here in a few minutes is kind of out of place on a horror-inspired album. Mm-hmm. All right. The one I had mentioned before, but then realized I skipped it. 
or skipped over a song. Um, Rocking the Boat. Would you say you made a grave mistake in skipping over Rock the Boat? (laughs) (laughs) I broke Melissa again. Ten episodes, I've broken her three times. Yeah. Rock, uh, rocking the Boat is my second favorite song on this album, and that is inspired by my favorite monster movie, and that's Jaws. I love how they throw in the, uh, I believe it's audio from, or not audio, but dialogue from the uh, Jaws ride from Universal Studios. I know that you know, breaks my heart because I've never been on the Jaws ride in Orlando, and they closed it for fucking harry potter so i'll never <laughs> have to ride jaws in orlando now mm, that sucks <laughs> damn harry potter <laughs> yeah. all right next one enjoy your sleigh uh, i got a debate with we, we, me and my buddy mikey have gotten a debate with another friend of ours about this because he said it's inspired by psycho and we had to correct him to go no it's the shining <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, in a way I could see what he would I could see why he would think that which another good movie that was left off this list mm. uh, for what it could be inspired by a good horror movie but I already had The Shining in it so you don't want don't need two hotel movies in the same al- album yeah because next they'd be doing a cover of Holiday Inn <laughs> by Chingy is that Chingy is that who's saying that yeah I think so I don't know my early 2000s rap song. I'm sorry, guys. Don't at me for that. <laughs> don't at me either, because I, I don't know either. So <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to get Stanley Kubrick's grandsons in this song, too. Who if, those of you know, Stanley Kubrick directed the theatrical version of The Shining with Jack Nicholson and Shelley Duvall back in 1980. Yeah, 1980. I was thinking it was was 80 or 82, but I think it's 1980. Yeah. The world in my hands. World in my hands. And we come now to song two, I think, is out of place on this album. That's Edward Scissorhands. Just like uh, Grave Mistake, it is a badass song, but it just has... And that's one song I've actually grown to appreciate more now, actually is is that one i and over the year and a half i've listened to this album and i've really started to i've really grown to appreciate it just the lyrics in that song and I, it's gonna make, probably make me want to check with Suzanne's a lot uh, from a different set of different point of view from now on and i don't know if it's really necessarily the tim burton fan of me that brought my love for the song but it's probably just listening to the lyrics and trying to Bring it to the song, but like I said, with Grave Mistake, I think it's just very out of place with the whole album. Because I also don't consider Edward Scissorhands to be a horror movie. No, it really isn't. It's I, I wouldn't consider that a, a horror movie either. I don't know. Would you like, or is it like they're like like horror movies and like I don't know. Could you even call it like a cult film? Not even. I don't know. Like, what could you? Mm. I don't know. Like, what could you? Put that under so it would fit. I don't know if you could. Well, if you're gonna like uh, loop under a cult film, it'd be the same uh, as The Crow. Yeah. For the record, you, sk- you skipped another song too. I did. <laughs> Shut up. 
You didn't notice at first. You're like, oh. it took me. It took me. It yes. took me a second. It took me a second. I'm like, <laughs> well, are you so? We just went from the shining to Edward Scissorhands. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> and I'm watching my cats wrestle right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the one I skipped over was Freak Flag. Devil's Rejects. One of their least favorite songs to this album is this one. Mm-hmm. Which, that's, yeah. which is an interesting pull to go for. You got all these classic slasher genres. And would you consider it? Would you consider uh well, you haven't seen Devil's Rejects yet, have you? Nope. You've just seen Halloween from Rob Zombie. Yes. So, yeah. I want to say Devil's Rejects was 2005. So is that long enough to like, be considered a classic? I know, I know people know it. Mm-hmm. Would, it, would it be on the same level as uh, Nightmare on Elm Street? Or is the Firefly Flaming up there with uh, Jason and Freddy and Leatherface and Michael? I don't think so. I don't know. I like it. Like people, yeah, they know the movie, but I don't know if they would know it as well as like you, Freddy Krueger and your, you know, Michael Myers and all that. Like these. Kind of these iconic characters that even if, you know, you haven't seen the films, you just know them. You know, you, you know them at some point. Like, you, oh, that's, you know, whoever. And so I don't I don't think so with that one. Yeah, even even people who don't watch horror movies could probably identify Freddy and Jason right away. Exactly. See, like it said, see like, the yeah. hockey mask or see the glove. I'm like, oh, that's Freddy. That's Jason. Yeah. But like you show somebody Captain Spam. If maybe if Sid Haig had the Captain Spaulding makeup on, maybe somebody could recognize. Oh, that's Captain Spaulding, or they've seen his face before, or they've seen the the clown makeup before. Yeah, to not confuse it with Pennywise, or I don't watch American Horror Stories. The Twisty Clown. Yeah. Yeah. I so maybe they. Either, but I know the yeah. Yeah. All right, the next one, and I promise I'm not skipping over any. I'm just gonna. I'm listening. I'm listening closely now because now I can't trust you. <laughs> I'm the one from Clinton. I have the bad counting and reading problems here, not you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so. It took me it took me ten episodes to make a Clinton joke. And if Mikey's listening, he knows I'm making Clinton jokes every day at work, and he takes offense because we're both from Clinton while we're at work. And I'm like, oh, I can't read, I can't count. I'm from Clinton. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know the struggle, then, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, Mikey. You know I love you. Shout out to Mikey Ray from uh, RNF Haberdashery. Big fan of the show. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of his products too. I can watch my, my girls are chasing each other around wearing their fancy RF haberdashery bow ties. Halloween design, of course, which they will wear all year round. <laughs> of course. They have to. Now back to our regular scheduled episode. All right. Next one. Drum roll. <laughs> um, Mary Axmas. Mary Axmas is. A movie I unfortunately have not seen, but I'm going to try to make it 
a tradition to find it. And it's Silent Night, Deadly Night. I, I'm almost certain it's probably off the, I know there's four of those movies. But I'm almost certain it's probably just going to be off the first one. But I think the first and second movies are more well known. But uh, I, I've been, it's starting, that movie's starting to get a cult status now too. And uh, I'm going to try to make that a yearly viewing of uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Corny as hell. I watched uh, fanboy flicks on YouTube. He, one of the many times I watched him, one of the movies I've, I've probably referenced him a few times uh, over the course of this show. And um, he talked about uh, both the first two Silent Night, Deadly Night movies. And they're corny, but like, much like the band Splits and Child's Play and Hellboy, they're cheesy movies from what I could tell. Which the cheesier the better for me. <laughs> have you seen any of those movies? Nope. I have not seen them. Yeah, oh, I'll, have to, I'll, I'll, have to, I'll have to send you the that link. The guy's Canadian, so you should be able to watch it this time. <laughs> <laughs> Peek behind the curtain. I try to send Melissa all these ideas for episodes and she can't watch them because she's in Canada. <laughs> okay, we should, we should uh, check out these uh, little haters Vincent Price Halloween specials from SNL from years ago. Oh, can't watch them. Hey, we should do the Adams Family, the 1964 Adams Family. Nope, can't watch them. <laughs> well, that was it was on there, but then Amazon had to be a bit of an arsehole and get rid of it. So that was why. It didn't matter where I lived. It was nope. You can't watch it because can't have. Nice oh, to me. <laughs> this is gonna date the re- this is gonna date the recording of this podcast, but the popular SpongeBob meme, Amazon Prime with the ads like I I'm gonna head out. United <laughs> <laughs> Nations podcast. Hey, let's review some uh, classic Adams Family episodes. Amazon Prime and Adams Family. I I'm gonna head out. <laughs> <laughs> we just we just dated the hell out of the recording of this episode. <laughs> Because there'll be a new meme sweeping the nation by the time this actually goes up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, there will be. (laughs) Track 12, for those of you counting at home. (laughs) All right. Love Bites. Now, whenever I get married someday, hopefully I can talk future bride and dancing to this song at my wedding. And it's based off Melissa's favorite horror comedy of all time, An American World from London. <laughs> she actually shares a lot of stuff on Facebook about this movie for not liking it. <laughs> <laughs> and I believe that there's a, an actress from Stranger Things who sings in the song, too. She sings the female vocals. I believe it's it's not Nancy, it's not Eleven, but I believe it's uh, Steve, it's one of his uh, friends in his old gang. That lady, that girl, she sings. Okay. In the song, it's not. I know it's it's none of the big female that are in the movie, the show, like Mike's mom or Eleven or Nancy. But I think it's uh, that gal that's in uh, Steve's old gang. Okay. Hmm. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward silence. Yes. (laughs) Crickets. Yep. All right. The last one. Can't skip any because it's the last one. It is the end. 
Hmm. I'm gonna say it's based off some clown movie, but I cannot think of I cannot recall a single damn horror movie that involves clowns. Mm, neither can I. That's that's really uncharted territory. But of course I'm done being a smart ass. I'm gonna say it. Yep. Like you can really Feel cut my it. You you can really like cut my sarcastic ass comments with a knife in this episode. So this episode. <laughs> I should really turn that off a little bit. But you know, it's been a long day for me. I can be a smart ass though. Yep, you're allowed. <laughs> Better to be a smart ass than a dumb ass. Yep. That's true. So, which which it movie do you think this one's based on? Do you think it's based off the 1990 miniseries of Tim Curry, or do you think it's based off the movies from Warner Brothers that we're getting now with Bill Skarsgård? So I'm getting the feeling it's I'm thinking the feel it's more the Bill Skarsgård from just from the verbal opening. Yeah, I don't know because I realized today. That like I know most of the like I've I know all these these movies, um, except for Silent Night Deadly Night. I don't know what that one is. Never heard of that one. But for mo- the most part, I know the movies. When I I realized today that as I was going through the list, I'm like I have not seen basically half of the movies that they're singing about. Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> I have not seen Jaws. <laughs> what? It's <laughs> a classic. I haven't seen it. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the last episode of the Nerd Nations. <laughs> I, can understand, I can understand that seeing... Uh, I understand that same sound that deadly night. <laughs> what? Really? You haven't seen Jaws? No. I, well, I know I know a certain franchise you haven't seen any of. <laughs> which Nick Simons will be giving you crap for in three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen Friday the thirteenth. Haven't seen any of those movies. Um, haven't seen uh, what was it? Devil's Rejects, um, The Crow. I haven't seen. Uh, haven't seen it. Which uh, one? The new one or the or the miniseries? Both. I've not seen. <laughs> Ouch! I felt that all the way down here in Iowa. <laughs> Yep. We better come back with a strong episode 11, Melissa. <laughs> Maybe. Well, uh, I think I'll title it How Melissa Got Her Nerd Groove Back. <laughs> How Melissa Got Her Nerd Card Back. Well, maybe. I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> so, is that it? Is that it? Oh. <laughs> couple more <laughs> am i gonna get an angry text from jason because you haven't seen texas chainsaw massacre yep. you guys not, you guys at home can i see her expressions <laughs> but you're about you probably did hear my jaw hitting the table 
And two more. I haven't seen Saw. There's seven movies. <laughs> and I haven't seen The Shining. <laughs> so, Jaws, Silent Night, Deadly Night, It, let's see, uh, The Shining, The Crow, Devil's Rejects, Friday, night, or Friday the 13th. So we're talking about like a 13-track album. You have you easily not seen half. <laughs> well, thank, well, thank God I made you watch American World from London. Otherwise, I'd be ripping on you more <laughs> than I already want to. It takes a chance on massacre. So you're up to at least eight movies of thirteen you have not seen. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, I thought I was going to be able to break it once this episode. I'm about ready to kick back and just start ripping in you. Because I was going to say, well, I guess I'll try to be nice about it. <laughs> it's going to be a struggle, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do my best to behave myself. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you, hey, which song do you think it's it's franchise slash movie better. That's only done like four movies. So I'll ask, I'll reword the question. Which song? Well, first of all, did any of the songs give you a a feeling for the movies or franchises you have not seen? Yes. Which one in particular? Which one the most? Well, I don't know if I can really pick one because, like, a lot of them, like, yes, I haven't seen most of them, but a lot of them kind of gave you the sense of what the movie is about. Like, obviously, they're not describing it, but, like, the content and the songs, you know, kind of give you a general idea of the movie. So it's like, okay, you kind of get to know them a little bit. Um,. I don't know what specific song, though. Um, well, for example, even though you haven't seen Jaws, which I think that one probably stings the most, actually. Such a classic movie. Um, put Spielberg on the map, for crying out loud. <laughs> but, for example, there's a quote There's a quote from uh, Jaws called, You're going to need a bigger boat. Oh, yeah. And, and smile, you son of a... Smile, you son of a bitch. Smile, you son of a... Even though it cuts off before he says bitch. Yeah. Um, anything like that? Was that still in your lexicon before you seen these movies? So yes. having those references in there? Yes. Help at all? Or, uh, let's see, Friday the 13th, so you probably got the... Yeah. See, I know... I know the references. Like, somebody says that, or... You know, you need a bigger boat or whatever. Like, I know those references. Yes, and I haven't seen the movie, when, but I know the references. So it's not like I'm I'm not completely not nice used to these movies. And Mandela Effect believers, I'm going to say, it's not the Mandela Effect. It's you're going to need a bigger boat. 
not we're gonna need a bigger boat. Watch the movie. There's no Mandela effect. It's you're gonna need a bigger boat. <laughs> Just like it's not mirror mirror on the wall. It's magic mirror on the wall. Yep. Yep. There's another big one too. Everybody confuses. Uh, oh no! It's there's. It's not Luke. I am your father. Oh, I am your father. Yeah. Yes, that's a big one. Everybody. It's it's that. you're gonna need a bigger boat. Not yeah. we're gonna need a bigger boat. Bigger boat. No. <laughs> There's another one. So did you like the reference of like Georgie in uh it? Yeah. Georgie is uh, the main character, Bill's little brother, who gets taken by Pennywise in the beginning of the. Spoiler, it takes gets taken the beginning of both the miniseries from nineteen ninety and in the in the most recent adaptation with Bill Skarsgård. Yeah. You being a huge Tim Curry fan, I'm surprised you at least haven't seen the nineteen ninety miniseries of Tim Curry. But that's really good. That's that really has that that miniseries, it's good and everybody loves that one. I think a lot of people compare it to the new one with Bill Skarsgård as Pennywise. But uh it's much like I compare it much like to uh I've compared to I've compared the 2016 it to uh, no 2017 it. I've compared that much to uh, other franchises work. This is where we. This is what this could have been like with money. So, 20 the 1990 it, uh, it's it's an original. It's it's a classic. The second half is when they're adults. It's kind of slow to get through. You may see, you mostly watch the second half just for uh, Tim Curry. But the first half when they're all kids, and it's got a lot of '90s who who's name in there, like uh, Seth Green, uh, Harry Anderson from Night Court who passed away this year, uh, John Ritter is in it. But, uh, and then uh, there's another kid in it who's really huge in the '90s who who passed away a long time ago. He plays young Bill, but uh, it's really got a who's whose names. But like yeah, Georgie, that's a reference to. Um, Oh, there's other references too that get made in a lot of these. Like, you're gonna need a bigger boat. <laughs> At least they said it right in the sum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like that. I like they throw some of that dialogue in there from the Jaws ride too. About, uh, ETA 15 minutes and 15 minutes are gonna be shark bait. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't, I'm assuming on the right they don't say fucking because it's a we fucking shark bait. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. I think they would. Uh, what, what about The Shining when they said, "Come play with us, Danny"? Yep. The creepy so that's twin girls. The creepy twin girls. Yeah. Come play with us. Yeah. See, yeah, I know, I know it. <laughs> well, that might have salvaged you a little bit in my eyes. <laughs> Yeah, definitely have a l- massive list of movies to watch. Well, good thing we're in the heart of Scarathon season. Yep, Scarathon will be easy. <laughs> yeah, good thing you go and buy box sets of uh, Friday the Thirteenth, and well, you can't find you can't find a box set of Rob Zombie movies. Well, maybe now with three from Hell coming out, maybe they'll put those three in. A, maybe they'll put that in a trilogy with House of Thousand Corpses and uh, Devil's Rejects and Three from Hell. Yeah, but Maybe. uh, yeah, there's I don't as far as my know, best of my knowledge, just no complete box set of Rob Zombie films. 
Have you seen any of the Have you seen any of the other Michael Myers Halloween movies that don't involve Rob Zombies? I haven't. No, not yet. I've only seen oh. the first one. So do you get the references of uh, like the bio? Oh, you saw you also saw the 2019 one too, or the 2018 one, the 40th yeah. anniversary one. Yeah. So you got like the references of the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. Mm-hmm. Which I do. I do like that. When it just kicks and pulls. My favorite part of that song is the drop when they do like the police call. Yeah. Yeah. And then the drop is the da-da in that part with the guitars. They do that in Jaws too where they hit the bass and the drums and the guitar. Da-da, da-da. Do that classic John Williams score. Like, they, like how they nailed the John Carpenter score in Halloween. Bring stabbing in the dark. Yeah. So has this inspired you to see some movies now? Yes. <laughs> okay, guys, don't give up. Believe me, guys, I'm going to ride Melissa a lot harder than you guys ever can online, so she's not going to live this one down. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she's already caught crap for not seeing uh, Friday the 13th from me and some of our friends before. So. Oh, yeah. I've, I've been, I've been uh, yeah, I've been given shit for it. <laughs> First shock, and then why haven't you seen it? <laughs> didn't you share a gif of like from Friday in Part Three, Jason tearing apart the barn? Yes, it's, it's <laughs> of um, when you, you're in a rush and you're trying to find your keys, <laughs> and I joke that it was me trying to find my keys. <laughs> it was me. Nick, do you know which one that's even from? <laughs> no. <laughs> Spoiler alert, Melissa. This is Killer in Friday the 13th, part one. Do you uh, know? What? Who's the killer in Friday the 13th? The first movie. What do you mean? The actor who plays him? I'm oh. confused. Who's the killer in the first Friday the 13th movie? Jason? (laughs) Poor, poor Canuck. I'm sad we gave up up doing challenges on this show because me and you were the only two that danced like Poindexter (laughs) for the internet. I would challenge you to watch the first Friday the 13th, the original Friday the 13th. Okay. Yeah, I would say I haven't seen Scream then. Because that's what almost got Drew Barrymore killed in the opening 10 minutes of Scream. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I almost saw that movie at uh, Scarefest when I went, because they were playing it, but I never uh, never went to see it, so. Okay. (laughs) You don't have to watch the whole franchise. (laughs) You can if you want. But at least watch the first two or three Friday the 13th movies. Okay. I'll take it easy after you watch the first three of those. But you get Corey Feldman at number four and Crispin Glover. Okay. But Kane Hodder doesn't take over until part seven. I was going to say, yeah, because I, I know that for some odd reason that, yeah, he's not till very. Later, yeah, he did seven through Jason X, so he did seven, eight, nine, and or 
Seven is New Beginning. Eight is Jason Goes to Hell. No, eight, sorry. Jason, eight is Jason Takes Manhattan. Nine is Jason Goes to Hell, then Jason X, which is Jason in Space. Boy. Which are, if there's one to skip in the franchise, it's Jason X. <laughs> okay. And, and if you're listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, I, I can't believe I screwed up Jason 8 because many years ago at a haunted house I used to work at, we did a trivia night one night, and it was just me and my buddy Brad versus these teams of eight, and we we tied for first place because of a bogus ruling. This one team complained. The, the whole third round was all Friday the 13th questions, and the question was, in this eighth movie, Jason takes over what city? Answers, Manhattan. This team put... New York. And they complained to our Hana House bosses who were judges, well, Manhattan's only a borough and blah, blah, blah. So the bosses let them have it. What the but, hell? We, but, but, we, but me and my buddy were like, the movie's called Jason Takes Manhattan. Manhattan, not Jason Takes New York. So the next night I go to the Hana House to work. And this is almost, well, this is over 10 years ago now, I think. I, I still. Ride my I ride the one boss for this. So the next night after this happened, I go in. I go, hey Rodney, you hear they're making the new Jason movie? No, I'm I'm, I'm straight faced while I'm doing this too. I go, yeah, Kane Hodder confirmed on his website. It's called Jason Takes New York. Uh, Completely straight faced, <laughs> and he goes, wait a minute. <laughs> and like there's three there's there's three bosses that ran the haunt at this time and. Years later, he's like, how come I'm the only one that gets crap for that? <laughs> I go, I don't know, but it's it's funny. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, what are your three favorite tracks off this album? Three favorite? Yeah, if you had to pick three. Well, that's easy. American Nightmare, the American Nightmare, if we're going to be picky with details. <laughs> um, Thank God It's Friday and Stabbing in the Dark. Pretty much the first three tracks of the of the album. Um, yeah, I love those ones. Because those are the first three that like I first listened to and it just awesome. But I do like, if we were naming... A bit more it'd be like savages and um a grave mistake i like those ones too uh, i do i do love that whale at the beginning it's similar to the texas chainsaw massacre that little whale at the beginning of savages mm. if you had is to it, pick what are your favorites uh number one is stabbing in the dark hands down um number two is rocking the boat and I always flip flop for number three. I definitely say it's uh, love bites, mm. but uh, I do love. Uh, if I had a letter close, I'd probably be thank God it's Friday. Yeah. Uh, is there any other horror movies that you, if they were to do a second concept album of this nature, is there any horror movies or franchises you'd like to see included? Well, well, since we since we already talked about Chucky and Leprechaun, let's just take those two off the table. Since we already talked about those two, yeah. Any other horror movies or franchises you have to see on there? 
Conjuring, the first one, because I've seen that one. I haven't seen the other one. I want to. Um, but uh, The Conjuring would be a good one. Um, I really enjoyed that movie. So it would be kind of neat to see what they would do with it, like to turn it into a song form. Um... Hmm. It's the first one that comes to mind. Um. Hmm. Yeah. Other than yeah, than Chucky or Leprechaun or. Um. I don't know. I'd have to think about that one. Oh, we have to throw <laughs> Hell- we throw Hellraiser off the table too because we brought up Hellraiser briefly too. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. If, what would you, um, while I'm processing, <laughs> would, <laughs> well, uh, like your... besides the ones we mentioned that we took off the table, um, I would say I'd like to see one off the John Carpenter's The Thing or any other, any other John Carpenter property, like maybe Christine. Get, that other, get another Stephen King collab in there. Um, but the thing would be the one I'd pick from John Carver. I, I'm in love with the thing. I love that. Thing. I love that movie. Um, maybe another one. Me and my friends talk about. We're all V trans in the movie Killer Clowns from Outer Space. That'd be a fun one to throw in there. Or maybe if they want to counteract with uh, American Wolf of London, throw one in there about the Howling since that came out at the same time, mm-hmm. same year actually as American Werewolf. Um, maybe a song about one of the Universal monster movies would be good too. Or uh, yeah. Maybe something else randomly like uh, the Poltergeist, like the first two Poltergeist movies, or even the Phantasm franchise. Uh, Phantasm franchise would be a cool one, too. That'd be a little bit of a deep cut. That's super deep. But they'd probably be capital. Like, I'm not a fan of the movie, but I'm surprised they didn't do one on Terrifier mm. or Paranormal Activity. Like, Yeah. I know I gave you a crap about not seeing all these classics, but I really haven't seen many of the Conjuring movies or Paranormal Activity. Or Annabelle, so I haven't really seen a lot of those. Those are a lot of things I just don't get into, like the possession movies and stuff. Besides Poltergeist and The Exorcist, which is an Exorcist. I'm surprised they didn't do one on The Exorcist either. Yes, they have. Or do they do that a different album? Like, yeah, I, like, I, was, like I mentioned before at the beginning of the album, uh, the beginning of the episode, I'm not a he. I Ice Nine Kills didn't really come on my radar until this album came out. Yeah, they the it was oh, what's it called? Um, it's from their album Every Trick in the Book. And, um, oh, what's the, hold on. Um, uh, Communion of the Cursed is the song. I'll have to get that a listen. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) Yeah. Well, they're going like the family-friendly route, too. I'm sorry they didn't do like a Hocus Pocus song either. Yeah, that'd be cool. Well, not necessarily that Edward hands is necessarily, oh, Probably of all movies on this on this track list, probably Edward Scissorhands is probably the most family friendly movie out of all of them. Yeah, but I'd like to say maybe like you know a Universal Monsters movie, a Universal's monster uh, song would be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Phantasm or Poltergeist would be pretty cool too. Yeah, because yeah, they. Hmm? As far as they didn't capitalize on like well now with the new screen show out now and well it's been running for a while I guess but. 
then do one on the Scream franchise or or especially capitalize on this little indie movie uh Air of Fire. Uh, trick or treat would be another good one too. I love trick or treat. It's one of my favorite modern ones. Or they have to do it in that Christmas one. Much in the vein of uh Mary Axmas, they could do one on on Krampus. Mm. That'd be cool. Can you think yeah. of any more? Not really, because, like, I, um, I don't know, yeah, because, like, we mentioned, yeah, the Poltergeist and, um, yeah, Exorcist of the Eye they did, we just mentioned that one. Um, yeah, not really, because, like, a lot of the, I haven't seen a lot of the, like, the more modern horror movies, and I don't really get into them at all, really. Um, it's just, it's so predictable, and it's sort of like they try too hard to be scary, and like there or, was one or shocking, or shocking, yeah. And yeah, I, I watched Banana Splits a million times before I watched Terrifier. Yeah, well, it's like you know, and I think you know, out of the more like modern horror movies, I really enjoyed. Like, I could pick one, pick a favorite, and that would be The Conjuring, like the first one, because I really liked how it wasn't. Like, it wasn't about the jump scares. It wasn't about goriness. It was sort of going back to, like, that classic sort of horror where it's, you know, something's going to happen or, like, you don't really know what's going on. And then there's occasional, like, you know, occasional jump scare, but not, it, it's not every five seconds in the movie, right? And, um, like, there was one of my favorite scenes in the movie where, they're all set up and they're like, basically they're doing their, their paranormal investigation of the house and they're all set up with their cameras and everything. And they're sitting around kind of waiting for something to happen. And, um, they, um, one of the, the door, there's a, like a hallway and then there's a door that opens and, (laughs) and everybody's like, (gasps) And they, they're just like, oh, God, what's, you know, like, because they don't see anything where it's just the door. And <laughs> they have a, a police officer that's with them and he comes out and he was, it was the bathroom. So he's <laughs> come, and we're like, oh. <laughs> so it's like there's that little bit of humor in there as well. So, yeah, um, that one I, I really like. So, yeah. It'd be cool as a as a song. So. Supposed to do like a Walking Dead one too, since that show's still going strong. Yeah. Or cool. anything zombie related? Have they done like a Nightmare? Have they done like a uh, Night of the Living Dead or zombie? Even zombie. I'm not a huge fan of Zombieland either. Like I've seen it, but it's okay. Mm. Have they done that? Have they done anything like based off the Romero zombie movies or anything? Like Night or Dawn or Day or. It was Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, Land of the Dead, that one come after? I think so. Um, yeah, I don't know. I know that, like, from, um, like, the, the one that I had mentioned, like, the Every Trick in the Book, where they, they take some movies, but then they also take from, like, classic books as well. So, like, um, from, like, the books they did, like, you know, Romeo and Juliet, 
and Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, and Animal Farm, and all these, like, classic books, too. So it's kind of neat that they've really... Um, and I feel like it's only been within the last couple albums, like that one, and then um, there was one after that, and then this one, most recent, where they've taken from pop culture and books and stuff and turned them into songs. I don't think they did in like the earlier ones. It doesn't seem like they, they did. So this has kind of been a different route for them. So kind of cool. Awesome. Do you have anything more to say about this album tonight? Before we take it home? I think I've said all I wanted to say. <laughs> well, there's a hundred albums we could probably recommend to get you in the Halloween spirit, but this is one we wanted to talk about the most because this is an album we both love. So if you're looking at something to get you, keep you going through this spooky time until it's justifiable for us to start listening to Christmas music, definitely recommend. Uh, and there's a Christmas song in there too, so you can listen to this in December too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We both highly recommend uh, Silver Screams by S9 Kills. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Check out their videos on YouTube. They're very movie quality. They're, I, think they're, I think they're trying to piece them all into one movie, aren't they? Kind of, yeah. I've only seen bits and pieces of some of the videos, but I thought they were trying to like stream them all together or link like them all together. Yeah, a couple of them, like, what is it? Um, I've seen American Nightmare and most of Stabbing in the Dark. Yeah, Stabbing in the Dark and uh, Thank God It's Friday are kind of connected. Like, there's that same sort of story of the guy, he's a lead singer, talking to the psychiatrist about his dreams and stuff. So it's those two that are sort of the same premise. Um, The other two, not so much. It it doesn't seem like there's no story before that. It's just right into the, the song. All right. Well, two thumbs up from uh, United Nations when it comes to Ice Nine Kills. Well, so let's take it on home. All right. <laughs> Ladies first. <laughs> oh, do I have to? Uh, am I quoting our, our great philosopher? Well, first of all, how about we talk about where we can uh, be found on the internet? So if you, if you want to send your grief to Melissa. About her lack of horror watching. Where where can the good people do that? All right. You can find me on Instagram. um, And I've recently changed my Instagram to be a little bit easier. It's all one word, all lowercase. Uh, Same thing, except it's all one. Miss Melissa N. But this time there's a 25 at the end of it. So Miss Melissa N. 25. Um, you can find me on Facebook at Melissa Nicholson, and you can find me on Twitter at Miss underscore Melissa N. So you can uh, complain to me if you want to. <laughs> Where can they find you, Jared? Well, if you want to give me crap for saying that Banana Splits is better than Terrifier, which I will stand by it. You didn't blow Melissa up for liking David Harbour better than Ron Perlman, so don't come at me for liking a corny horror movie from sci-fi better than a corny movie or a clown writes naming shit on a pizzeria wall. That's gross. Oh. <laughs> well, so I'm going to say that now. Banana Splits is better than Terrifier. That's my 
that's my truth bomb for this episode. <laughs> um, but if you want to debate me on that topic, you can find me on the tweets and Instagrams at QCA underscore Mista, M-I-S-T-A underscore J. And you can find me under my name on uh, Facebook if you want. Uh, you can also hear me behind the camera on Breaking Frequencies of Ghost Crier on Amazon Prime and on Video.Space. Of course, you can still find us at our continuous home on Podbean. And now, we're moving up to the big leagues. Now we can be found on Apple Podcasts under Nerd United Nations. We're moving on up. Maybe next time we'll take on Stitcher. We're getting out there in the world. <laughs> yeah. so we're going we're gonna to keep bringing these mini episodes throughout the Halloween season, September through October. Maybe spill into November because we got couple big movies coming out in October that we're pretty excited about, too. So we'll mix some of that in, too. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I'm going to let Melissa take us out with our most famous quote of all time. Our most, our words to live by, our words of wisdom from our fearless leader. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. The thoughts and opinions expressed by your ambassadors and their guests are theirs and theirs alone. And do not represent the companies they happen to work for. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening, guys.